this song is about I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you, don't you Today is Sunday, May 24th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I host the biggest show on earth called This Joe Batanz. It's the most popular show on Afterthought Media. Well, okay, Drag Race Recap is the most popular show. But this Joe Batanz is up there, I'm going to tell you. And it's all going to happen right here, right now, on This Joe Batanz on Afterthought Media. I said at the top of the show, today is Sunday, May 24th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. I am so fucking tired. And it's funny that I'm tired from... I'm, a, I'm emotionally tired. I'm uh, I'm not creatively tired. Actually, I'm in a creatively a good spot. But uh, emotionally tired... And physically tired. Any, it's this new thing that I have now that if I have to do a morning show. Now, by the way, I did not have to do a morning show today. But if I have to do a morning show, I just wake up super early. I get nervous. I'm going to miss the morning show. And today, I woke up super early, uh, scared I missed a morning show. Because for some reason, I thought I was recording uh, Throwing Down at 9 a.m. Uh, California time. And I didn't wake up. I didn't wake up late, like at like eight thirty. I woke up at like six thirty, and I, and I, oh God, I wanted to go back to sleep so badly. But I was like, oh, if I go back to sleep like at six thirty, there's a chance I won't wake up until like eight thirty, and then I'll be rushed, and and then it'll be a whole thing. And so I just stay up, and and I, I, I that's how the reason I found out it was at three was I texted Adam Burns and said because he's two hours ahead, and I knew he had a busy day today, and I said, listen, if you want to. If you want to go early, we can go. And he was like, what? We're doing it at 3 p.m. today. I'm like, oh, that's right. We're doing it at 3 p.m. And so, But I didn't figure that out until 8.30. And by that point, it was time to have like breakfast. And then my day was just starting. I, I don't know. And then I, 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 if you haven't listened to Throwing Down yet, or if this is the first thing you listen to, oh, my God. I'd go on a, by the way, a lot of people, too, and this is what might happen. This is why you might not know this story I'm about to tell you. I know a lot. Okay. So on Acast, I now have the ability to see how many people download certain shows. I didn't have that ability on Patreon. But now I can show, see which shows are downloaded. Even though it's kind of tricky because pretty much it doesn't mean you listen to the show. It just means you download it. But whatever. I get a better sense of things. And so almost nearly as many people download Throwing Down as download Catching Up. They're both available in the same tier. And uh, so I was surprised by that. Now, how many people listen? I don't know. But I know I know in my immediate circle of people who uh, listen to Catching Up and all those shows and afterthought that I know, people that I know, 
they tell me that they either put throwing down off till way later or they only listen in chunks when they run out of things to listen to. I don't know anyone who's like, oh, my God. Now, maybe you, you're one of those people, but I don't know anybody personally who's like, oh, my God, throwing down came out and I have to listen to it now. Which is funny because I was throwing some papers away. I think when I'm in a good mood, well, well, actually today was a good day. I, was, I wasn't in a good mood, but I, I, I like doing throwing down. I, I enjoy, it's, it's throwing down and catching up might be my favorite shows to record, which is so funny. But uh, so I had a, a blast today recording throwing down. And there's a weird creative thing, too, that I want to talk about after I tell you what happened. So I was having brunch today and, you know, uh, it was just a downtime. We had eaten brunch. We had talked. And now everyone, you know, it, it wasn't like I was being rude. It was just that the, the brunch moment had passed. And so I was checking my phone and I just hit my email box. And I have all sorts of inboxes. I have my personal emails accounts. I have my business email accounts. And among the business email accounts is the nonprofit email account. Which most of the time is, I wouldn't say spam, but it's emails about grants or special uh, things I can buy as a nonprofit, like cheap technology or like, I don't know, stupid shit like that, right? And then once in a while, you get a donation. Now, we have some people on the board, some people just in life who do a recurring donation to undergrad prep every month. It just comes straight out of their PayPal account. And they, uh, you can set that up. if you. By the way, if you want to go to set that up, it's undergradprep.org if you want to set that up. And by the way, down to do a little plug here, there's a woman, I don't even know who she is, a wonderful woman, $5 a month. She does $5 a month at undergrad prep. It's just a recurring payment that she does. Anyway, so she, uh, so I'm, like, I'm thinking it's that, I'm thinking it's one of the other people who do it, and I just open, I, I, I hate having brand new email in my inbox, so often I just open email that I trust just to clear it. Okay, so I opened it, see who it was from, and it was from fucking Aiden Deem. Like, it was like one of the things where my eyes didn't even believe it. I was like, wait, whoa, what? And Aiden donated $20 to undergrad prep. And it ruined my fucking day. My whole day's ruined. It's probably one of the reasons I'm so tired, just because I've just been so upset by this today. Because it's like, fuck you, you know? Like, and I know to a lot of people, it's like, well, maybe he's reaching out, but it's one of these things where, like, if he had, I don't know if I'd say, like, done something wrong, because I do feel he something wrong, but, like, you know, in a traditional sense, like, if he had yelled at me or snapped at me, something forgivable, and not that what he said wasn't forgivable, but... Uh, something petty like that, then I would get it, right? But I've made it clear that I don't want to hear from him anymore. I don't like him. I don't, it, and it, I don't want to think, I mean, I think about him a lot, but I just, th- th- it was, I was having a good day. He wasn't even on my brain, you know? And for him to inject himself like that, I just, what was the end game? That's the part I don't get. The part I don't get is what what was his goal? What did he think was going to happen? Did he think I was going to be... You see, just just only for the purposes of the story, I'm going to give a one-sentence rundown, is like, 
Aiden said he wanted nothing to do with me romantically. And I was like, okay, I was fine with that. But then he needed to also hammer home that he wanted nothing to do with me romantically because he was not physically attracted to me. Which, look, we already know that I know I'm a fucking troll, okay? I just don't know why he needed to call me and remind me of that, okay? Anyway, the point is, I made it known on the first phone call, actually, and the second phone call, because the, the after the first phone call, he called to ask if he could apologize, and against my better judgment, I said okay. And the, the apology was to say, I'm sorry, I find you gross, which is anyway it's it's what's it what's funny is the demise of whatever you want to call it itself isn't that bothersome to me but it's fa- it's forced me to face a very hard truth you know it's it's a hard thing to admit that you are ugly you know and Look, it's like those people on America. I can totally relate to those people like an American Idol who think that they're good singers because everyone in their life was too nice to them to tell them they're a bad singer, you know? And so then they go all the way to American Idol and these people know that they're doing this and yet still no one tells them, okay, hey, listen, actually you're a really bad singer. I'll just be nice. No, they let them go through the whole thing, every, the whole time, everybody knowing that they can't sing, you know? Who's the the kid who sang She Bangs? What was his name? I don't remember. But, you know, the little Asian kid who sang She Bangs, he made it all the way, I mean, like, to the TV, and they filmed him, and they made fun of him on TV, and he became a thing for about how, what a bad singer he was, and that's me. Not that I ever thought I was attractive, but, like, no one's going to tell me I'm ugly. No one's going to say, oh, you know what, by the way, you're ugly. But now, when I look in the mirror, that's what I see. I see a fucking horrible, disgusting troll. And it's not just because of what Aiden said. He, he just reminded me of just something I've always known. Cameron let it be known. Every gay guy in West Hollywood has let it be known. But, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know why there's this thing where people think that we are entitled to anything like where i i am not entitled to look and i've been blessed with many things i've been blessed with the ability to talk for some bizarre reason for 20 minutes and i people find it interesting that is a i look beauty fades dumb is forever to quote bianca del rio right and so i'm blessed with a skill that will take me well past everyone in my generation is still they've become old and gross right i've just always been old gross and uh so i i realized that's the thing is i'm not saying i'm cursed across the board i realize that i've been uh crazy blessed in many ways many ways you know uh you know, with uh, Afterthought Media and all of you, and it seems to be going in a very good direction. Ultimately, I'd rather have that than uh, physical attractiveness or whatnot. But, um, or, you know, I know I'm smart, and I know I can carry a great conversation. I, the one thing I will say, I was telling someone earlier today, like, look, the one thing I can't deny 
and and I totally believe it is that I'm a very interesting person and a fun person to hang out with. But why do I know this? Because both Aiden and Cameron, who have made it very clear about how ugly I am, have also equally said, "Yeah, but we like the we like the interesting, smart, funny part of you, right? We just don't want to have we don't want to you know look at us or touch us or be in our presence." But can't we can't we just suck your um, your creativity and your ability to know what's cool and what's not cool and all that your you know, the fact that you're you're you have your finger on the pulse of of what's cool, which was a huge compliment from Cameron to be honest with you, because I always thought Cameron was the coolest person I ever met, probably still is, and the fact that he thought I was the coolest person he ever met was extremely flattering, but. So I realize that I've been lucky in so, so many ways. And the part that I'm unlucky in is that I should look like I live under a bridge and uh, and torment billy goats. And so, uh, and, and, and it's just, it's not fun to face that reality. It isn't. It isn't fun. And I don't need anybody writing me emails or Discord messages or bubbity bluebity blue. It's not it's just, it's, that's the way it is. And look, uh, in June, uh, Taylor the Latte Boy and I are going to embark on a very serious endeavor of Fat Camp. And if you're a member of the exclusive tier, elements of Fat Camp will be available to you. I think the audio portions. If you're a member of the Fat Camp tier, which will, it's not open right now, but it will open back up in June. Uh, there'll be a lot of other elements and Taylor is a reliable person. So, you know, you'll get your, uh, benefits that you pay for on the tier. Uh, maybe special appearances by Lori. That's a whole other thing anyway. And so it is my, I've lost a tremendous amounts of weight before I will lose it again, starting in fat camp in June. But now it used to be that, uh, part of the reason that I lost weight was for cosmetic reasons. That's no longer the case. It's now really this coronavirus really is it because as of now, my, the fact that I'm overweight uh, puts me at a greater risk of death with the coronavirus. So I want to uh, make myself as healthy as possible so that if anything happens to me, my body is in tip top shape, uh, at least to uh, at least in the best shape it can be. Look, there are people who are in good shape that didn't do fare so well. So, uh, but yeah, that's going to be the case. And so, um, you know what's so funny, what I wanted to touch on, because I'm sure, look, I've said this before and I'll say it again. There's a part of me, the entertainment part of me, that worries like, ugh, yet another episode where Joe Batanz talks about something depressing or something like that. But here's the deal, guys. This is the one show where I have to forgive myself i have to tell myself fuck it because this is a personal journal on drag race recap yeah i gotta watch that shit on throwing down and catching up and all those other shows i have to be above all entertaining here on this show i don't feel the need to be entertaining because you guys for the money you pay are allowed to peak and a voyeuristic uh insight but essentially what i'm letting you do is read my journal but you're just listening to it. And so this is today, this is what's going on with Joe Batanz. Now, the one thing I wanted to say that was sort of interesting, I was actually sort of, um, I don't know if disturbed is the right word. It's, it's actually very fascinating to me. 
But when you listen to Throwing Down, it's the last five or ten minutes of Throwing Down as I go on this huge tantrum about what happened with Aiden today. And this has happened before, but this is the first time that immediately after I recognized this. Is immediately after the show is done. Immediately. Within a second. I'm back to my old self. And it and it's it's this weird thing. It's probably not unlike a method actor. Where it's not that I'm being performative or I'm being fake or, uh, you know, exaggerating. I, and it's one, sometimes it's, and, and honestly, this is often what uh, exhausts me creatively is to do something like that, to talk about a topic like that and to bring up those emotions to the surface uh, for a podcast is uh, exhausting. You know, going into throwing down, I was like, meh, you know, like, in other words, I had talked about it. I talked about it with Carlo today. I talked about it with Sweet Michael. And when I did, I was fairly calm. I was just more like, why? Why would he do this? Why would Aiden do that? But when I got in throwing down, not, and again, this is not some, like, I'm some podcasting genius and stuff like that. This is just what I do, right? And so I just, but it was, I was, I reflected on it later because I, I was, <laughs> If you listened live, you just might you might just find this kind of shocking. I was downstairs uh, getting a glass of water, like within thirty seconds of turning the mic off, going like like whistling the song I'd play, like I was just like whistling and being all happy and peppy and pouring my awful glass of water. I was like, that's weird. Like less than two minutes ago, I was yelling and screaming and spit coming out of my mouth about how angry I was. And I really was angry. Those emotions are real. But it's just once the mic is off, uh, I'm learning. I'm able to then pack it right back up and go back to what I was doing. Again, not that it's a fake performative thing. It's just something that I get more experience in this uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna stop saying podcasting, just broadcasting in general. I'm able to, especially on these personal journal shows like Catching Up or Throwing Down or this Joe Batanz, I'm able to tap into my emotions, and then when the microphone turns off, put those emotions back and go on with my life. And it's something that I've often, you know, I want to find somebody to talk about this with because. It's odd. And I think I'm sure it's something that creators go into. I got an email from somebody. Oh, it's the person. I think I talked about this on some other show that said, Joe, call me. And she said that I reminded her of Howard Stern. And I used to listen to Howard Stern religiously. I was a, I was a Howard Stern fanatic up until 2010. And then I was just, he was only doing three days a week. And a lot of those were reruns. So I was like, I'm done. But up until then, I studied the way he does broadcasting. But when you're a gay man, you know, I think a straight man studies Howard Stern in one way and then a gay fan studies him in another way. Because a gay fan isn't interested in the girls and the boobs and the sex talk. They're more interested in, you know, if you ever watched Howard Stern, uh, the first hour is just him and Robin talking, which is, if you think about it, I'm just, I just realized this right now, it's just between us girls. Just between us girls is like the first hour of the Howard Stern show. And then uh, then he does his regular show from 7 to 9 is like the boobies and the dumb this and shit like that, right? And then you get to the news, and the news can go hour, hour and a half, and that's – I don't have a show like that because I don't have a news person to bring me stories. I just comment. But 
uh, that's the stuff I studied more. And I've heard Howard Stern go on these huge tantrums and didn't understand because then later he just he could then interview a, a celebrity and be completely fine. And at the time, I couldn't understand how he could do that because I couldn't do that. But now I'm really starting to understand it. It's very odd, as I as I, and it's something that I want to document and record so that as I progress, uh, we can we can look back on how this my progression in this field. You know, it reminds me, and I know I'm running out of time right now. But if you ever watched Adventure Time, the villain is known as the Ice King, and for the first few seasons. He's just this comical villain, the Ice King, you know? But there's a great episode where you see the origins of the Ice King. And I don't want to give too much away. And he's a normal person, but he keeps a journal of his madness. And he starts to worry about it, but he's trying to save someone's life. And so in order to save somebody's life, he allows himself to go mad, but he documents his descent into insanity. And it's heartbreaking. Uh, all right. Well, maybe that's my own version right here. That's this job of tans. We'll see you guys tomorrow.